on this episode of Quantum Week, December 3rd through 9th, 1982. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week. I'm annoyed. Show. Chris and I leave. He's, Matt, Matt, Matt screwed the intro. He said it was 1962 instead of 82, and he can't stop laughing. He's like a maniac now. He's just got the giggles. Look at his face is all red. This I'm going to cry. <laughs> Dope. Random week, random year. Yeah, you know the drill. Uh, this is a bonus show. Uh, Justin uh, Jones at Chill Set Music. It's, it's his week. Yeah, uh, and Woo. this is his movie too. First Blood is the movie, and Mickey by Tony Basil's song. Uh, this is the reason he picked this week was First Blood. He wanted this one. Yeah, he of course picked Spaceballs last year. He's been a patron for a year now, so he's got a second go around here. Uh, that one didn't turn out so well for him. No, we, <laughs> we both. I give it a thumbs down. I think I gave it a thumbs up. Yeah, I think but it was it just very barely, lukewarm. Yeah, very yeah. Lukewarm. Uh, and, uh, he did not pick, uh, Mickey by Tony Basil. That was uh, number one that week. Yeah, so. we had to do it. So obviously hearing this on Wednesdays, it means bonus episode. It's gonna be a quick one today. We're gonna do the movie and the song. Uh, no personal stories, no, no news. No headlines, no stories. We'll but we're gonna Saturday. save that for the Friday show. Uh, Saturday. Which, Saturday. Right. I keep doing that. God yeah. damn it. Uh, the Saturday show, which we're doing, uh, 48 hours. Yeah. And, um, Ooh, I, I forget. Know. I forget the song. Yeah, um, Dirty song. Laundry by Don Henley is the Patreon show. And that's the, right. And that's the toy. Oh, no, we're doing Peter Gabriel. We're doing Shot right. the Shot Monkey. Donkey. Right. Uh, first um, Gabriel, I think. Yeah, that, that's, that's Saturday. So, um, yeah, the Eddie Murphy uh, Renaissance, for me, a lot of these Eddie Murphy movies I either haven't seen or haven't seen since I was a kid in 40 hours. I don't think I've, well, I mean, I saw it. I was like, tiny boy but i don't forever ago i haven't so. i have no yeah. i have no recollection uh, another one that was on hbo all the time yeah uh, i saw it when i was a kid but that then that was it i think um, probably i never wanted i never cared about going back and rewatching it because i'd seen it a billion times on hbo i but I, it's not even in my like conscience like i don't i'm sure it's in my subconscious somewhere but i don't really i have no recollection so i'm kind yeah. of excited to watch that one uh and first blood is obviously what we're talking about today you want to just get right into it yeah let's do that so First Blood is a movie that I saw a lot on HBO. My dad really loved this movie. Interesting. Um, so I saw this movie a ton growing up. Um, I think I saw the second one more than the first one. Yeah, I saw this one more. The second one made a lot more money. Yeah. It was a much bigger hit. Rambo, of course. Uh, it came out in 85. Right. Same year as Rocky IV. Oh, um, right. So those are two just monster mega hits, you know, north of 100 million each. It's two, two of the bigger hits of the 80s, honestly, yep. those two movies. It came out the same year, which is pretty wild. But this movie was very successful as well uh, in the box office. Uh, I like this movie. I don't love it. Um, I know some people love it. Ari Minahan, this is one of his, if not his favorite movie. Uh, some people really love this movie. Uh, I think it's 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 quite good. It's it's a decent action movie. Um, I'm going to end up giving it a B minus and a thumbs up. Hmm. Uh, B thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a lot that's good. I tend to agree with Ebert a bit on the end. It's a... <sighs> They didn't need it. So when he breaks down at the end and he gets all emotional, it's just, it's kind of a really sloppy way to end the movie, I think. I like the end. You do? I feel like it's too, it's too much. It's over the top. You don't need all of it. You know, you know, you see the flat. I think they do the flashbacks really well. They're they so do. short. But they're only in the first act though. They are. And maybe they could have done a little bit more throughout. I don't know. But, but it really, it sets the stage. I mean, you, you, you feel for Rambo because he's just bullied by the cops. That's, 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 you know, all it really needed to be. Why are you pushing me? Why are you pushing me? Right. They drew first blood and all that. Uh, it's funny. So you, but you need, you think it was just, it was too much. I think he did as much as he could with it, but it's, it was, it was over the top. The end. I don't, I like the ending. I, I, I like, I think it's like a little bit of a Chekhov's gun 
uh, situation where, you know, once we see the gun, you have to kind of see it go off. And if we're going to see this guy kind of reach a boiling point, I think we have to see an emotional reaction eventually from him. Uh, and we need, I think we need to see that, see him break down. And I think we also need to see Krenna's reaction to it. Uh, we need to see the Colonel understand, oh, Jesus, I, I kind of broke this guy. Yeah, I, I, right. Uh, and this is, a, this is a shell of a man at this point. Yes, he's a great warrior, but emotionally, this guy is completely destroyed. Well, you don't need a great warrior in a peaceful home. Like, right. Know, they, they don't, it's oil and water. They don't, they don't mix. Great line there, too. He's like, I, you know, I was in charge of million-dollar equipment, and now I can't hold a fucking job. Yeah, that and, is heartbreaking. And I think that says, I think that like that one line for a lot of, I'm guessing a lot of military guys might, not that they can hold a job maybe, but maybe it's just like, all right, at one point I was in charge of this incredibly important stuff. And now I come home and I'm not given the same opportunities necessarily, or maybe the same, I don't say respect, but the same job no, res- duties. But, but given, res- given responsibility, respect. given responsibility is respect. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right. You can handle yes. this. Here you go. I think that's a good way to say it. My stepdad was like that. He was, he wanted to fly choppers. He flew helicopters to Vietnam, uh, took shrapnel in the face. I probably said this on the show before, yeah. took shrapnel in the face. Uh, one got close to his eye, even though he had perfect, uh, vision, they wouldn't let him get his pilot's license back, right. back here. You know, he was still flying in Vietnam. And um, that's a sad story, but, I, sad story. but, I, but I, will, I will say that I think it's, it's kind of a little bit different from what I'm saying in that you don't need to even get injured. You could be in charge of these exactly, tanks yes. or these Humvees right. or whatever or these, or, you know, right. certain things. And then, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, this artillery, you know, really expensive stuff. And you come home and it's like, all right, you know, if you now you're driving a UPS truck or yes. whatever, you know, and it's like, all right, well, what, what kind of happened? And it's. It's, it seems so unfair. I think you're right. I think it's, I do, I don't mean to push back too much on this, but I do think it's, it was a responsible, it was a respect and responsible thing for my stepdad too. Cause it wasn't, it's cause he was in charge of this, like right. not, and also the safety of the people that he was, he was flying. All exactly. That so yeah, I, it's just uh, a huge drop off. It is, you know, you know, like whether it be your stepdad situation where you're injured and then you come back and you're not able to do that, or you just simply come home and those job opportunities aren't there. It's such a huge drop-off. It must be so jarring. And then on top of it, you hear kind of, you know, Rambo kind of explains what happens. Like his Spit buddy, on him. His buddy, oh, yeah, ba- well, right. His buddy yeah. basically explodes in front of him. Right. And, um, and then he comes home and he's getting spit on. Yes. And he's not being respected anywhere. He, it's not even like, like a respect for his accomplishments. He's not even getting a like human respect. From, no, not from, at all. From like Denny's character. It sounds like quite a few characters barely even treat this guy as a human being. I wanted to ask you about that actually. So I, it hit me differently this time when I watched it because it, it, it was decades since I've, since I've seen it. But do you think Denny, he was responding to Rambo because he, he said jacket with a flag like that. So that was a shot at him being like, you're, you're uh, looking like you with a jacket and a flag. So was that a shot at him being a Vietnam vet and how that would be somehow dishonorable? Is that why he said that? I believe so. I don't yeah. know what any other interpretation could be. I could, I didn't think so either. Cause I was like, he doesn't look that shabby. I mean, he, he was pretty like, raw. I mean, look, it's, a, it's a movie. They're yeah. not going to make him look completely homeless, but right. you got to imagine he smells bad. You know, he's walking all this way and everything. So you have to imagine he's, he stinks. His hair isn't combed. I suppose, yeah. He hasn't, they, they go out of the way to show he hasn't shaved in yeah. a while. So I think they, in real life, he probably would be looking even worse or looking even more rough. Just try to imagine he's got really bad BO, I guess, too. Oh, yeah, of, of course. But no, I think the fly thing is absolutely that. Right. Like, hey, you come in here with your pro-military propaganda in 1982 in our town, maybe, and he's like, that's just not going to fly Which here. Which sucks because Dennehy was probably the right age for Vietnam, too. So him not going there is kind of like And maybe that's some of the guilt. Maybe. And that's some of the reason. You know, I, that's one issue I do have with this movie. Well, I have a few issues with the movie. One issue I have. The only issue I have with the... Uh, one thing I... Okay, I'm talking in circles here. I'm sorry. 
So one thing you got to credit the movie for is our great respect for soldiers because it's, it's showing the, you know, uh, post-traumatic stress, yes. the PTSD stuff, and it's showing that these guys can be broken. It's showing that, you know, the military machine can destroy these guys and stuff like that. But then it treats National Guard like assholes. It does. And I've met a few people in the National Guard and who have been deployed. A lot of them were also deployed in Vietnam, if I... Sure. Memory uh, holds true there. I know they certainly were deployed uh, in the Middle East. And those guys act just as professional as any other branch of the military. It did make So them why do they like, do that? Like I don't understand warriors. what the point of that is. Yeah, it did. Uh, I got to go back to the pharmacy tomorrow. Like, yeah. Or just like, like, looking like, like, uh, like yahoos by, you know, just grabbing a rocket launcher and shoot them at Rambo. Just right. Like, yeah, we can It warrior. really treated them like, like less than. It's like, it well, did. that's not... Then that's not the experience I've had with people in the National Guard. I don't know. Like I, I had no, I have no real concept. I don't know anybody in the National Guard. But, uh, but yeah. Now that you say that, it seems like if that's not the case, that was really yeah. They were really shitty. Really I, th- shitty I was just like, I don't understand how you can be like pro military. So I mean, there certainly were National Guardsmen that fought in Vietnam. Sure. So, you know, why would you, why would you treat some people who in the military, military like, not, like yeah. idiots, and then some like these great warriors? Like I, I, that, that was just bizarre to me. Yeah. I, I didn't quite get that. I don't, I don't economy. know. I, I, I don't know enough about it, but do our, we are uh, national guard, um, service members. Do, or did they come from the military first? Is that always how the path goes? I have no idea. Well, it is still the military, but like, yeah, I mean, how it works is you can go right directly into national guard yeah. or oh, you can yeah. go into, you know, army or air force, whatever. Yeah. And, um, but you, you know, you can be deployed the national guard. I mean, national guardsmen have been deployed, uh, certainly in the last 20 years, all over the middle East. And uh, in some harrowing situations. And it's like, well, all right, well, these guys are also fighting abroad and fighting for us. Like, yeah, it's a, it's in some ways it's, you know, in some ways it's a more difficult sacrifice because you're trying to juggle a job a and this, you, know, you, you, you have to, you know, go away like a weekend a month and, you know, have to go for a certain time every, every year. Yeah. And then on, you know, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a challenging thing for, it's also challenging for the guys in the army and the Marines and all those guys, but it's just like, I don't know. I kind of, from my mind, I kind of put them all in the same umbrella. You think a movie like this that is um, pro-soldier as it is. Would have done the same. Same, same. So that was but a little bizarre. I wonder if, but I wonder what the sentiment is if the other branches of the armed forces look down on the National Guard. I know they think they did for a while. You heard like, you heard Denny, Denny used the weekend warrior line. Yes. So right, I think that's right, what that yeah. was kind of in reference to, which, which whatever. But like I said, you know, if we're talking, if we're basically saying, hey, look, guys from Vietnam, this is deserve more respect and saw some real shit that we can't even relate to. Let's try to have a little more empathy with stuff like that. Yeah. Which is what the, I think the movie's message is, which is a great message. Um, then let's kind of be, I don't know, more fair about it. You can have anyone be the Keystone cops. You can literally have them be cops or you can have them be whatever you want them to be. Have right. them be this group of this militia. You can have them be anything really. You don't need to have them be. That's why I just did. I didn't get that, but it's a small thing. Um, you know, as, as far as the context of the movie. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, what if you lived in this town? Oh my God. Like, it's a w- disaster now. Would people still talk about this? Yes. Like the old times would be like, oh, it's remember that day that crazy guy <laughs> came and blew up our fucking town in 1982? Because how many gas stations are there? Probably one. No, no, no. Okay, that's another thing. There are so many gas stations. So he, oh, there? he blows that gas station up and the next shot is like from the other side of it. Yes. And it's behind, it's behind, uh, where the gas, you know, so you're seeing it from the front of the gas station, and you see it from kind of behind yes, Rambo's yes, yes, head. Yes, yes. Yeah, behind Rambo's head on beneath his shoulder, there was like six gas stations. Oh, really? What, what is this town? It. I don't know. It's a it had like over. a shell. It had like all of these gas. It's almost like all the town had was gas stations, and it had <laughs> a that pharmacy. 
the pharmacy. It had the gun shop. Yes. And then and the it had station. it said bar. And the bar. And right. the police station. Yeah, I don't know. Some sort of stopover, like, on your way to the Pacific Northwest. Or uh, to Canada. To Vancouver well, yeah, Portland, or right? Well, they... Um, he says he I'm said going Portland to Portland. is north. North. But that didn't make sense either, because no. they, they pulled up a map, and the, the map was of Washington. And, uh, you know, Portland south. south. Right, yeah. So I didn't understand that either. It looked like it was Washington. And... I know they filmed it in... in they filmed uh, it in Canada, in Canada which gives yeah. it a, a brutal look. Uh, that's not... It's not real, because it looks Canadian. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. No, I did. I didn't have a problem. I'm like with this it. doesn't. This for me. That looks like the Pacific Northwest to me. I've never been Pacific Northwest, so maybe I'm just being ignorant here. But uh, for me, I it looked like a movie that was shot in Canada, and like this is such an American movie and mm. it's such an American story. Like I don't know, guys. I know you're saving a little bit of tax credits here. But let's, I don't think so. Well, maybe the town did to you, but the definitely not the forest, um, the mountains. I mean, that that'll, that'll look like Pacific Northwest to me. No, I'm just talking about the town. The town. Uh, I know it's just like the style of the bridges. What's that? So instead of Exxon. Yes, right, 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 right. I don't know. Uh, they're just like just the the bridge, just the, how the town kind of looks. Felt Pacific Northwest to me, but do you know, know any police station has an intercom? Like no, to the entire to the town. It's so weird. I, I was trying to remember where this else town we saw is that. Very strange. Did they do that in like in in uh, like Back to the Future in the 1950s too? Was there something around? Like, was there a? Well, I've no, seen there's that a before. van that like went by. Said, oh, Goldie, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Well, in the 80s, it was Goldie Wilson for mayor. Goldie I forget Wilson. who the other mayor was in the 50s, but right. uh, the white guy. But uh, no, I was thinking the same thing. It's like who gets a. And like you get the the ear of the ear of the town, but it's like this is a snowy area. That intercom system would last like three seconds You'd in a think winter. So. Right. We're draining there. So the Pacific Northwest, very strange. I looked military too with the, with the bullhorns that were kind of put everywhere. I'd be like, what the fuck? The cops They're yelling at me from the intercom? Guys, I'm trying to sleep. This guy's blowing my time up over there. This guy's on an intercom over there. I just <laughs> the want to get the fuck going to go to sleep. <laughs> Hope. Hope. Right. Hope. And then, you know, this is a debate we hear every Christmas. Kind of annoying. It's I, not, not a Christmas movie. Very annoying to me. It's not this a Christmas is, movie. Uh, all right. I mean, I don't, I don't care the way, but like the Die, die Hard thing is the Christmas movie. Not, I, I don't care. Lethal Weapon, for some reason, gets ignored in that debate, which is good, I guess. I guess the less of these debates, the better. But um, why is... So this is not a Christmas... I, I guess I... But there are Christmas decorations everywhere, but yet no one mentions Christmas. No, they don't. It's a little bit early in the... St- and there's not snow everywhere, too. Oh, no. I guess if they're in Washington... No, maybe there wouldn't be at this time. So mm. is, is it basically, like, if I had imagined, it's basically the first week of December, like, right, right after Thanksgiving? It's gotta be. Because no one's mentioning Christmas. No. But you still see, like, the tree and shit everywhere. That's true. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. This is a Christmas movie, too. This I'm the very weapon, obsessed with this town. So I love this town. I, I want to uh, go there. I do know. This town looks horrible. I, uh, so I watched this movie about two years ago. Oh, you did? And it was the first time I had seen it in a long time. Um, and so uh, I it was really fascinated with the town when I saw it a couple of years ago. So I really kept an eye on it when I watched it this time around. And this town is not... It's very odd. Like the cop, uh, then he walks out of the police station. He's like, say hi to everyone. Everyone. No, everyone. Good morning, everyone. I don't want that at all. No. I don't want the cops to know me. It's not just that. I don't, I don't want to deal with, I don't want to deal with anyone no. saying good morning to me in the morning. Like in the morning. Oh, I don't mind that so I much. Don't like just that. I don't like that morning stuff. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't like the one. How come it's good morning? It's never good evening. We always gotta say good morning. Everyone's good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. No one ever is like, good evening, good evening. I just good give evening. him a howdy in the evening. I'm like, hey, howdy. I say oh, howdy. You don't say howdy. I do say howdy. That's dumb. How's it going? Howdy. Yeah, howdy. Maybe stop. You have more friends. Uh, <laughs> why, but why do people need to say good morning to each other all the time? Why is that? Well, you know what I mean? Like, why is that? That's the not thing? very neighborly of you. I don't mind it. I like it living in a small town. I don't want to talk to anyone until 11 o'clock. Well, that's because you're, you have a problem. You have a it's morning not a problem. problem. Okay. Well, say it's, say it, say your morning is 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you're up and about. I don't want to talk. You're chipper. You're not, you're going to say hello I'm to people. Sure. I, no, I'm saying by 11. You're, you're awake. So your 11 is my Good six. morning is nothing for me. 
that's just a it's, actually it's an obligation now. It's not an obligation. Because now I gotta say good morning back to you. But that's so nice. Though. What's nice? People about are it? like, hey, I hope you know, I hope you're having a good morning. They're not saying I'm, that. I'm acknowledging. They're simply you. saying good morning. I say good morning back now. No, you walk around the streets of Newmarket and people say good morning. Yeah, I know. You. I want to be off the lawn. Of course you do. But no so one ever says good evening to me though at night though. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's funny how it's only a one way street with that. I don't think that's the case. I think I think you walk by someone at night in Newmarket and you say howdy. No, no one does. You don't think anybody does? I don't think so. I think people, I like, people only I like do their mornings town, in the morning. I like a town where people are saying hello to each other. That's a friendly town. I like I, that. I like a little smile and a nod at best. That's bullshit. If no. I don't know you? I No, I like a good morning. I, I say it in a sincere I way, too. I bet you do. Yeah, I do. I think that's a you kind- You love mornings, don't you? You're no, all I, I, I bet you wake up all happy. I do wake up happy. Yeah. Happy to be alive. Yeah. But you're not happy at night, though. And the, by the end of the day, it wears you down. You're miserable. Most of my creativity bastard, is right? in the morning. You've, you've got me at, at about 70% when we, when we do this at night. Mm. Yeah, you come by in the morning, see what happens. No, no thank you. <laughs> no, I like, no, I think I polite, I like a polite people. I like a polite town. Yeah, polite. I didn't I'm, like I'm a, I'm a golden, Brian Dennehy. I'm a they, golden they, rule guy. What's that? Like, you're like, do you know, not I others? do on to others as I want done on me. I don't yeah. want people to say good morning to me. I don't not say good morning to them. I know you want Unless to Unless they say it back, person. then I, to me at first, then I have to say it back. I think that's not a good way to look at it. I, I, think, I think a polite town is nice. You're walking through well, town. Then you should like, chipper. you should like hope. I, I told you I want to go live there. I want to live in a town like that, except for no Brian Dennehy character. I don't <laughs> want the cops around, like, fire hosing people in my town. I'm not going to The I'm only nice cop was David Caruso right he before was. he joined NYPD Blues. <laughs> raw. And, uh, yeah, he was the only nice cop. Right before, what was NYPD Blues? 92. Well, I mean, like before yeah, yeah. he's, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming young. he's the same character. Yeah. Oh, he did, right, right. He moved. He's like, I've had enough of this small <laughs> town. Small, yeah, like, I'm going to New York right. where the real people are, where the kind people I heard people a crazy are. David Cruz story just, just today. What did he do? Uh, I guess on NYPD Boo, he kicked an empty trash can at Dennis Franz's head. Dennis Franz is the best motherfucker on the planet. I guess How do you ever do like that? He's like the nicest guy, I he guess. He seems awesome. And yeah, I guess Caruso, I think Caruso's having a temper tantrum as he, as he would have during the early he season. thought he was hot first season. Oh, he did. First, he's NYPD boo, and he kicked a trash can. I think it just like went near his head. I'm guessing, unless it was at uh, Franz. That's bullshit. Which was wild. I like, love Franz. Everyone says he's the nicest guy in the world. Um, he was the only good part in fucking uh, in that movie with the in the uh, what was that? One? Yeah, what do we see him in? <sighs> Meg Ryan and uh, Nicholas Cage with the the crap. Oh, movie. City of Angels. City of That's Angels. Right, he he's the only good th- the only, good thing about that the only movie. Saving Saving uh, Grace of it. Yes. Um, talk about Stallone for a second. Okay. Yes. Okay. So. I've thought about it. Stallone is the only action star, unless you can think of one. I was about, to, I was going to give you a comp. Continue. That makes me feel bad for him. Interesting. Rocky. Yes. This, oh, yes. Even like Cliffhanger. Yes. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen an action star. And I think it's a testament to him being a good actor. He is. He's earnest. He's, he's the most. He means what he says. He might be he the most honor. He might be the most earnest actor. Ever. He might I'm not be. saying he's the most talented. He's not. But he might be the most, like, earnest. He has, like, those sad eyes. Yes. Like, it's what a real talent for Stallone in this movie, especially, because of Rocky, too, but especially this, to be, to, for you to, as an audience goer, to have pity for him. You have but to. also to believe that he can do all the stuff he does in the woods, which I, which I totally buy, even though I know it's ridiculous. But in the moment, you buy it. Oh, absolutely. No, he looks. So you buy the action. Yes. But then you also feel bad for him. That's exactly Who right. Who else does that? Well, I was trying. I was thinking to myself, who else is as good an actor who can handle themselves? Who's as good a physical actor of him? And the only thing I could really think of 
was Hawkeye. It was Daniel Day Lewis in uh, in? It was, oh, I don't count that. No, but I, but I thought but I felt like it was the same scenario where he could he could handle all the weapons that he needed to handle. He looked right when he was running and moving and fighting people hand to hand. Stallone here, hand to hand, knife, gun, everything that he did looked right. And you have empathy for him. It's hard to do. Yeah, I, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't consider Degas an action star. Well, no, I just meant what different other caliber. But what other performance though? What other action performance could you equate it to? Well, I mean, a little bit of this movie. I will say it's only the second act, and it's not like Last Weekends, which is another Patreon movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is better than Last Weekends, by the way. Uh, yeah. Um, where it's a little bit of like you know, guy playing in the woods. I felt that way more with the Last Weekends than I did with this. This felt. Because it's only really 30 I'm minutes. I'm just looking at only He's only in the woods for 30 minutes in this movie, which is good. Yeah. Any only more st- than that, it becomes the last movie. Only Stallone, though. Only Day-Lewis. Yeah. Not the rest of the movie. Just comparing the right. two. And I, how I'm not saying you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I was trying to think of anybody else who I could comp it to, who, was, who looked as competent, as good. And but it's funny, now you, know, you don't feel bad for Day-Lewis because he's almost as like robotic. <sighs> it's his worst performance that I've seen him in. Um, and he's just... I feel like with, there's so much more heart in Stallone's performance here. I... Totally agree with that. Yep. I agree with that. Why is that? Why is he like that? He's just some sort of every man. There's I don't some know. humanity with him that really shines through. And it really hits me. Like I always say, you know, I've said in the yeah. show a number of times, Rocky Bobo is the, my favorite yes. character in film. Right. There's something about Stallone's acting ability and not in movies like Oscar, which is just a bad movie, but even in like Copland, you yes. feel bad for him. It's a cliffhanger. I said, you know, obviously Rocky movies are the best example. And this, where you just... Like emotionally, like I, it's more than like just rooting for him to win. It's like, I really want this guy to pull it off. I really feel for this man. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Is it because he comes across as dumb? So you feel bad for him. Is that why? Um, that might be part of it. I think more, almost like a puppy dog yeah. situation. Uh, it might be, I think a little bit of it is he doesn't put on airs. So like with Seagal or Van, Van Damme or, a lot of the actions, even Bruce Willis, they have this like cocky attitude. Mm-hmm. And I love Bruce Willis in Die Hard because in Die Hard, he's like, in my opinion, like kind of like, like a more relatable action star, right? I mean, sure. he's like every man, like we'd all kind of hopefully think we'd like to make those jokes in those situations. We probably wouldn't. We'd be scared shitless. Yeah. But we'd like to think we'd have those wisecracks. Um, like Bruce Willis is the action star we'd probably all want to be. as John McClane, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, like this, but I don't. I like. I don't feel. I, there's definitely still a coldness with Willis. There's certainly a coldness with Schwarzenegger. A lot of his performances. Oh, I mean, he absolutely. literally played Terminator. Right. He plays a robot. Uh, but with Stallone, it's such a humanity. Yeah, there really is. And it's really unlike anyone I've ever seen. Kurt Russell, maybe. No, nowhere near. Well, it's not good at not as good an actor. Not a good but... an actor. No, and it's not even. That's not. A, that's not a knock on Russell. I. It's simply just like I don't know. It, Stallone is one of the most unique actors I've ever seen. And Dustin Hoffman was offered this role. Yes, I know. I saw that. That was funny. There were a lot of people. Paul Dustin Newman. Hoffman was offered this role. I know. Let's think about that for a second. The yeah. guy is like five foot five yes. on, in heels and as Tootsie. Yes. And he, he's he got shoulders like I do. Yeah. He, like, how was he going to be an action star? There was no way. It's insane. No, to do that, the, the stuff that Stallone pulled off was very difficult. Very difficult. And he looked good doing it. Yes. Yeah. He, Stallone's a great athlete for an actor. Yes. Um, you know, he, he holds his own with Carl Weathers, who's a legitimate athlete. Right. Carl Weathers played football. Yes. And they hold their own. In the, so to do that, you must be a pretty pretty uh, agile, strong guy. Absolutely. Great the athlete. Fights, some of the best fight scenes ever are in Rocky. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, it, redefined, it's a lot to do with Redefined him. the genre yeah. as far as, like, uh, sport fighting and, yes. and things like that for movie making. 
And to have like Dustin Hoffman, who's a, a better actor than Stallone, but not necessarily in this role, but in general, obviously Stallone's oh, one of the yes. best actors of the last 50 years. Right. But like Stallone in this, I mean, Hoffman's role would have been a disaster. Would have been a disaster. No one would have believed him. And I'm not sure that you would have felt, I don't know that you would have felt for him either. I don't know if he could have pulled that off like, I don't want Stallone and Kramer versus Kramer. No. But I don't no, want no. Hoffman and Rambo. No. Or First Blood. Like, what are we doing? No. It's funny because this, this had like a bunch of different lives. It did. Right? Because they, they tried to make it in the 70s. Right. Um, Early 70s. 72. 72. Right? Richard Brooks uh, bought it. Or Richard Brooks was supposed to, um, Brooks. Was supposed to direct it. Sorry. I don't know who that is. But okay. Um, and then a few years later was John Cayley purchased it for the, I can't remember the movie studio that he worked for. He, he wanted to give it, he wanted Clint Eastwood to do it. He wanted Clint yeah. Eastwood to act in it, which that wouldn't have worked either because Clint's too cold. I love Clint, but he's too cold. Yeah. And I mean, 77 I, is the, is the script reworked script again. Yeah. And that's the one that we see. Kind of. Well, Stallone reworked well, it himself. Like right. Stallone through like eight drafts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. St- Stallone is just, I, I he's, he makes it, he really elevates this movie for me. Uh, Stallone, Dennehy, Dennehy, by the way, it's, a, it's really not a very well-written part. He really makes the no, most he of does it. A, he's he does a very a great good job. Yeah. And then Richard Crenna is very good. I think he's okay. I think uh, he's I think overrated he's really here. I really like Dennehy here. Um, Crenna, I thought, was okay. Who I really, I, <laughs> I like, uh, who's, who's the guy that played um, Galt? Uh, oh, I don't know his name. Uh, shit, what's his name? I've got it here somewhere, but I thought he did a really good job. Well, it was supposed to be Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Uh, in the Krenner role. And, and Douglas wanted that role to have a bigger part. And uh, right before shooting, he left. So they got Krenner basically because they had to fill the spot. He did pretty well. I think he uh, did really well. I think yeah. he does a really nice job. Um, it's it, Jack know, Starrett, by the way, is the uh, is Galt. Jack Starrett or Starrett? Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's a, not a great performance for that guy. I thought, just, I thought he did a good job. Eh, he's just kind of like a bad like guy. Yeah. Like, well, why is he bad? Like, we don't. That's, that's, that's an example of a bad. He's just a bully. He's a secondary character, uh, character bully. Yeah, but you can't have, but, but he also is kind of the, the villain. He's in a lot of ways. He is the antagonist. He, I, obviously it's Denny, but in a lot of ways though, that character drives a lot of the action. Oh, he does. Yeah. And like, we don't know why he's so mad at him. Like you have to justify that stuff. Now this original script was three and the movie was three and a half I hours saw, long. I saw that. The original <laughs> cut. Right. And then they trimmed it down to a very smart 90 minutes because it's actually a really good runtime for a movie like this. It is. Can you imagine? I know St- I read that too. Stallone like took one look at it. It was like, we, he, he was considering buying it and then not fucking putting it out. Yeah, you hear that a lot. I know, I, we always hear that. Like, this guy's gonna yeah, but three and a half hours. This guy's going to come up with $15 million to buy it. You, you hear that all. I, I keep hearing that all, all the time. It's like, oh, you know, I was going to buy this and bury it in, a, in the ground. It's like, right, oh, I've never heard of a movie star ever doing that. So that's a lie. You think he was lying? Yeah. I, I think these guys, you hear people say all the time, like, oh, I, I was so embarrassed. I was just going to buy. I think they, like, they have, like, this, like, uh, this, was it whims? There's like these whims. Uh, what was it like flight and fit and fancy? What is that expression? Flight and fancy? Fit know. and fancy? What uh, are you saying? Yeah, it's like an old expression. Like basically almost flight like, of fancy. Almost like delusions of grandeur in a way of uh, this yeah. idea of like, oh, I'm going to do these things. And maybe they tell their people they're going to do it, but they're just kind of like saying it off the cuff. Like he's you not call actually, a liar. Yeah. He's okay. not actually going to spend $15 million in 1982 to bury a movie in the ground. Like, no. You're three not and a half that. hours, though. Your Can you imagine? Your account movie would just say no. No, account would take a look at three and a half hours of this fucking film. No, he, what, 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 you wouldn't care. You got paid, right? I'm not going to give you a check for $15 million for you to bury me. It, it, it doesn't happen. It's just, it's just a stupid old wives' tale. What the shit. hell would they put in here for three and a half hours, though? What the hell? What, it was, was it? a rough cut. Rough cuts are crazy. Yeah, that, that, is, that is ridiculous. Two hours of him in the woods, though? 
Well, I guess the uh, Krenner rule was bigger. Oh, uh, okay. Well, two things. The Krenner rule was bigger, but also the Krenner rule was even bigger. What happened was they ran out of time and money making this, and I guess, because he doesn't appear until literally the halfway point. That's right. But I guess he was supposed to be in the first act more mm. at all. Uh, the movie really is devised more than any movie I think we've seen in a while in three acts. One act is basically Stallone in the town. Yep. Uh, to, the town yeah. basically beats up Stallone. The second act is Stallone in the woods. And it's kind of a neutral, right? They're like, Stallone has the upper hand, but not really like they're kind of fighting. And the third act is when Stallone gets the upper hand. Mm. And they actually, he, he then does become the victor. But of course, by winning, he kind of loses in the end, yeah, right? he really does. But there, it really is divided. It's divided even by time. It's like half hour, half hour, half hour. Um, so you can see why they made the cuts. The cuts are really deliberate. And if you're like watching the movie from an editing point of view, you can really see very, if you're interested in movie editing and you're not really an action movie fan, but you're maybe a younger listener of ours and you're like, oh, I kind of, I'm interested to see how movies are edited. This is a really great example. Time jumps. Time jumps? Time jumps. Like suddenly you're here. Suddenly you're here. Well, there's some big mistakes. Yeah. In fact, at the end of the movie, he's driving, he's at the bridge and it's still daylight. And then by the time he gets into the town yeah, for the yeah. last time, it's pitch yeah. black. Yeah, right. It's like, all right, well, that's that's just sloppy movie making. Right. Now, maybe something happened in that three-hour cut where he got, like, stopped somewhere, and that it kind of explains why the sun is down. But at the end of the day, we can only judge the movie we're seeing, and yeah, that's just yeah, not yeah. It's not great movie making. Agreed. Um, this is the director. Was it Ted Ketchikoff? Am I saying his name right? Probably not. Um, It's uh, Kotcheff. Sure. Uh, Ketchikoff. Oh, Matt mocks me. Matt, Matt is Matt, by the way, Matt is reading the, the name in front of him, then mocks me for saying it wrong when I don't have nothing in front of me. Well, you're the one who says you have such a great photographic well, I, memory. I'm seeing the name in my brain as me. I can say it out loud. I'm also not reading it off a phone. But, you, but you there's three syllables. This is two. But you can't two laugh syllables. at me. Two syllables. It's Kotcheff, not you're Kotcheff. Reading, you're, reading, you're reading it. Yes, Kotcheff. Yes. Not, not Kotcheff. Easy for you to read, Matt. <laughs> Do you understand? I thought you had this photographic memory. You can read it right from your head. It's not what I, it's not what I have. Put the I, I have a in your memory. head. I have a good memory. Very good, good enough. Memory. I don't need to have a phone in front of me the whole show. Yes, Kotcheff. Um, yes. Uh, Kotcheff? Sure. He uh, he didn't really direct anything of any real note again. Besides Weekend at Bernie's. Right. I'll stand by my original point. <laughs> yes. Um, he's not a good director. Uh, this movie really lives and dies on the three leads. Um, and, and the overall premise of it i think he did a good job here kotchev did a good job um, here i think it looks good a good job no he didn't do a good job you don't think he, did he a good didn't job? do it he didn't he didn't he didn't do a terrible job there there is it's sloppy at times the action sequences are not great they're very telegraphed hey we're looking up a tree oh that's yes. first like this is very simple it's by the book now i will say also it's 1982 so let's cut them some breaks here didn't have a lot of the same uh you know there's, there's no cgi so that's that's a welcome that's a nice thing yes uh to see um, uh, but the, it, it's not a, this is not a, a well-crafted film by mm. any stretch. I think it holds up. I think it looks good. I think the action scenes look good. It holds up. Um, but that's not necessarily directing. That might be more of a screenplay. Could be. Issue than a, holding up is off, often more of the script than the direction. Um, I will say it's edited relatively crisply. Like, you know, obviously 92 minutes helps a lot. Um, once again, I kind of go back to the editing. The editing here is a bit of an accomplishment, especially when you consider it's a three-hour. And it's also a movie that doesn't really have... It's not telling you a story. We're just seeing this guy's journey. There's no story here. No, there isn't. And that's, that's part of my issue with the movie, too, is that the best part of the movie is when I feel is when Rambo's interacting with the world. So much of the movie, Rambo's not even in it. It's really the cops chasing Rambo. That's right. 
Like that's the whole second act. Yeah, but what could you do here? You're gonna have him walking around the the you know wandering the, the landscape like Kane and solving crimes and meeting people. I don't know I'm solving crimes, but I actually would rather. Oh look, I'm also not a big action movie guy, so maybe it's that's just me. But I'd almost would rather have a lot more of him just interacting with I, people. I'm fine with the adventures of Rambo continues, but I think for this thing, like this is an. What's the best part time. of the movie for you? Best part of the movie for me? He's in the car with Brian Dennehy. They're having a conversation. No. Yeah. I think. Him breaking out of the uh, out of the cop uh, out of the police station and getting into the woods is is the best part. Oh, when you, when he when he snaps, I think most people probably agree with you. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good scene. To with me, that's the best scene. It's a good scene. I mean, very good scene. Yeah, you know, and it, you know, you, you see, then he's like annoyed. He goes back and and like the whole that that all that whole exchange from the second then he sees him until I guess they get to the police station. I think the police station it's just it's just. It's just like all cliches or just weird anger, misplaced anger for no reason. It's very strange. Like, I don't know. Why he, do they hate this guy? Well, so because much? he's because he's putting up a fight. Because he's not. He is not. Uh, kind he's not, of. He's, he's just like not saying anything. But no, he's not letting him fingerprint him. He's. But that he's, must be commonplace. It's a police station. Yeah, and they don't they don't put up with that. They fucking so everybody goes and they beat the shit out of every prison. I that think walks there, in there. I definitely think there are cops. And places like that, particularly maybe not, but particularly in a small town, you see where there's this close knit group of cops. Who uh, you know don't just they they rule the town and they don't they don't put take shit from anybody. Maybe you're right, but like at 10 a.m., like it's just weird or whatever time it is. It's the morning. It's just weird. Like these guys are like this angry. He's ready to like. Is this was this a strange interaction? Like not was not know. one known, friendly person there. I've oh, never Caruso. Caruso was not well, really. And, and think about it too. They, they really didn't get unfriendly until they brought him down into the basement, and then there were just three cops there. That's when it got really unfriendly. When they're trying to shave him, when they hose him, uh, all that but stuff. But even before that, they're they're yeah. Dennehy is a dick. He's no, an absolute like, dick. They're, Power they're, they're never nice to him. They're never even like like average neutral to him. Yeah, I think there are cops that have a power trip like that. I think that exists. Didn't seem that far off for me. I maybe it's I've a little never off. encountered any. You've encountered things like that. Uh, I shouldn't say. I, no, I have. Yes, I had, I I had have. a cop pushing once for no reason. I have. Yes, I have. That's different. Getting him pushed and getting this. this. Yeah. Yep. I never had like a group of, I don't know. I don't, it's not like a group like that, but I, but I, I would imagine that they sort of go to each other. You know what happens when people get into little little cliques and crowds and shit. They just justify it like, oh, we're not going to take shit from, we're protecting the town. We're the only, I think Denny even says it, like we're, we're the only thing in the way of fucking chaos or whatever in this oh, town. Oh yeah, Denny like, definitely, I mean, he, you know, he always he sees, sets the tone, he's the It's a possessive thing too, he's like, yeah, this is my, my town. town. Right. Oh, that, that's a big it's moment, like, mm, yeah, big thing No, no, it's not, you're a public servant, right. asshole. But, yes. they, but, uh, but no, he sets the tone of that place too. And so, yeah, of course, they fucking get away with it. But it's, no, it's kind of in the dark downstairs, upstairs where the rest, I, I could foresee, I see that, I could see it. Yeah. Seemed extreme. Uh, and but the part that I didn't get was yeah. why were they trying to shave him with a straight razor though? I was like, no cops would have do that. No. Shave it's, him. A lot of it seemed like that seemed a really little weird. excessive. They could have, they could have done, he could have snapped without the knife. Why do like, they care if he was shaved? Like let him be homeless and he sees a judge. They'll lock him away for longer. Right. Like, why are they so, they've really being like clean cut in this town and hope. Big Super deal. Super important. Yeah. They really want him to look sharp. They need him to take a shower. Yep. They need him to be clean shaven for the job. The shower, you can be like, all right, this guy, maybe this guy reeks, and you're like, all right, these yeah, cops are angry, and they want to hose him, right. I guess, sure. Um, obviously, it's, The shaving thing was weird. The shaving was bizarre. And they didn't need it. He could have flipped on something. He could have flipped on the fucking fire hose. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, th- this movie, and I guess this is kind of what Ebert's talking about at the end of the movie, which I, I guess I'm, I have a bit more lenient, leniency with maybe than you do, or Ebert, and a few other critics do. But this movie just, like, pummels you. 
Like there's no subtlety in this film. No. It's it's a very simple film. It is. And it's just it's just like smash. In fact, even the first scene, which I actually like a lot, where Stallone meets the his old soldier's wife. Yeah. Like he he's like, oh, like he has to ask like five times what happened. She's like, he's dead. He's dead. She, she's like, he's like, oh, you know, what happened to her? What happened to her? And uh, she's like, oh, she's, well, you know, yeah. he, he's gone. Right. So like, oh, where'd he go? It's like, no, no, oh, he, he, he's, he's not on this earth anymore. Oh, is he on, is he on Mars? <laughs> yeah, like, no, just, he's dead. Just, he's dead. My husband's dead. <laughs> oh, so he's not home? It's just like, uh, all right. Like that's this, this movie in a nutshell. It just like keeps like smashing you in the face with what they're trying to tell you. You're which, right. And they do that with the cops and they do it at the end with his uh, PTSD and not right. fitting in and all which that I, stuff. Which I, I will admit though, I did like that scene. You do like the end I, when he gets all blubbery and grabs a. I know. Maybe of, I shouldn't like it. I do. It's too much. They don't need it because probably because they they bash you over the head the rest of the film. And he's Stone's really good in that scene. He, he's good. He does. And as I much think Krenn is really good in that scene. I know Krenn is like kind of is really surprised. He's really jar. He do. has his yeah. whole facial expression yeah. change. Yeah. Then he's bleeding on the ground. You know what's bad in this movie? What's the, bad? The score. Oh fuck you! I love the score. No, I think the score is really good. I usually like Jerry oh, Goldsmith. Yes, Goldsmith. Jerry, and he, he uh, I think his best work might have been Poltergeist. He, but he's really good. He's typically quite. Not oh, really I good. like he's this typically one. Very good. Haunting and melancholy. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't like it. I did not like it. And I, I think I'm right here only because um, there's not really an iconic Rambo song. Yeah, I can see that. Like a theme, like you would expect from a movie like this, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of. I was really underwhelmed by it. Oh, that's too bad. I did like it. I thought it fit really well. I did not like it. Just the mood with the place too. It's a little bit more subtle in the Pacific Northwest. It's like a. It's just mood and melancholy and just darker. It's you not see it's rainy but it's all the time. It's not even memorable. Iconic. You gotta it's get just out kind of there exists. sometime. You gotta get. Out oh, I know. I want to. You gotta do that. Are we I, catch I a love... Mariners game. Oh you, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Seattle's beautiful. I want to do that. And I haven't been to Pacific Northwest. I haven't been to the uh, White Mountain. Oh, I'm sorry, the Rocky Mountains. Excuse me. Oh, uh, yeah, those yeah. are the two spots. That I really want to catch like a Rockies game, catch a Mariners game. Yeah. That whole like. I've never done Colorado. I've done Utah a shit ton, but never Colorado. I, I haven't done Utah. Why. That whole part of the country, I, I completely haven't, I've completely missed. But I, I really love, want to go. When being, stepping in Seattle, I was like, this is the other place in the country I can live. Hmm. I just love, it just feels like home smells different with the, with what, the pine. rain though? I get depressed. I know, but it's so beautiful. So nice. The deforcers. I mean, it's kind of, it's very similar to. Northern Maine in the middle of the fucking woods too. It's very similar to up there mm. where it's like you have these tall, you know, yeah. coniferous It doesn't get too trees. hot in the summer, right? No. And everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it's pretty misty and rainy. So you, it does take a, a certain type to be able to handle it. I don't like all that rain. Yeah. It is but if, if when we move, I'm, we're going somewhere warm climate. Yeah, you should I'm do not it. doing it. I'm but not you doing it. You, you should visit. I definitely want to visit. No, yeah. a thousand percent. Like it's on my very, very, very short list. It's just so beautiful. I hear it's gorgeous. Yeah. I hear it's like really, really, really. Emerald for, I mean, yeah. I want to, I really want to do that whole, like that whole trip, you know. Yep. Even go to Portland. I know Portland's kind of a shit show lately, but Portland. And yeah, it's still beautiful though. Seattle it is a shit show. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Seattle always seemed like a really cool city to me. Like super cool. I don't know if it's even like something as cheesy as like the colors of their sports teams and stuff, like the the Seahawks logo and the Mariners logo and stuff. But like, I don't know. And just the people there seem pretty cool. There's nowhere. The so music scene we were growing up is such yeah. a big deal. I mean, it is kind of like this in the Bay Area, but I think better in Seattle, where it is hills, city, and water. Like having all those three yeah. is sort of like. Hit you all at once. Just the the vistas are beautiful. The, I would say the vistas in this movie are beautiful. They Especially really in are. Town, so the beautiful. mountains surrounding it. Yes. And even when he when he right at the very beginning when when he visits that family, the the mountains in yes. the distance, it's 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 gorgeous. It's really pretty. I think about those things. I like the idea of having those giant mountains in the background. I'm more of an ocean person, but I I love that that uh, that viewscape too. Maybe you should go move to the top of a mountain or something, right? <sighs> what I want to do. 
yeah. is travel around and, and like spend, I don't know, six months in one place and six yeah, months yeah, yeah, for yeah. a little bit. Just like do that for a yeah, while. Like a nomad. For a few years. Like a, no, I mean, you know, like a. So like would you have like Robinson. two homes? You mean like, are you talking about? No, I think we'd sell this place. We'll see right. what happens. But we'll right. sell this place. And then while we're trying to figure out where we want to live next, we would just go. For a few years, we would go around. Yeah, like a tr- like a transient, you know, like a, like a like a vagabond. Not like a vagabond. like like a Steve Robinson. Actually, like, that's pretty cool. I I, yeah. I I told Steve. I need uh, a bigger van than that. I DMC when he when he got. I was like, oh, I'm jealous. Super jealous. Like that. That sounds like I just I I would love to spend a year and just go cross country. Ex- that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Go spend a couple months in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Go to the. No, that's not, that's actually yeah. very cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing it. Right. Once I get done with you, I'm out of here. Oh, you can go you. now. It's, fine. <laughs> it's just fine. I have my own podcast coming up anyway. I'll, yes, be, I'll be just fine. It's going to be very successful. So, uh, well, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it will be. Actually, you want to how see? Great, how great would it be if... Uh, at, at a movie? At a, at a theater? Well, we'll see. Yes, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, uh, anything else with Ramp? I, I really... I B, you give it a B minus. I give it a B. I think it's um, it's fun. It's crisp. It's also dark. Stallone does a great job. Dennehy, great performance. Yeah, this was kind of a, after this movie, it, it got a little bit rough for Stallone for a couple of years. He made some odd choices. What did he do right after this? Because he has, uh, well, when does um, when does Rocky Three happen? Rocky Three is right around here. Um, let me see here. Let me pull it up. Because then he started, he did it like that whole, like, uh, well, he directed uh, Staying Alive, of course. Oh, I um, forgot about that. That's and then right. he uh, was in, was it Ryan Stone with Dolly Parton that completely tanked? Yeah. Um, let's see here. So he does he does this. Rocky Three and this was the same year. This came out after. Okay. So then he directs Staying Alive in 1983. Yep. Okay. Which was a big hit, but it was a it no, got no, no, it got no, no. panned. Yeah, not good. 84 is Rhinestone with Dolly Parton. That's yeah. a disaster. And then I guess it wasn't that bad. Then he does. Um, I guess I was just thinking he hadn't been in a hit movie for three years, which is true. Because in 85 though he has Rambo, First Blood Part Two, and he has Rocky Four, both big. And then in 86 is Cobra, which made a lot of money. Yeah. And then 87 is Over the Top. Right. <laughs> did not do well. 88 Rambo 3, which did well. Um, did, did very well. It didn't do as well as First Blood Part 2, but did, did well. Sure. And then he does Lock Up, Tango, and Cash. Lock Up did not do well. Tango and Cash did. And then it falls apart uh, again for him. He has, he has these like, peaks and valleys. When's cliff, Cliffhanger, though? Is that so he has 90? the Rocky 5 in 90. Right. Piece of shit. Oscar in 91. <laughs> right. Worst movie somehow. 92 is the movie. His biggest regret, he said. Stop, my mom will shoot. Yeah. With... Is it with Estelle Getty? Estelle Getty? Yeah. yeah, one of your favorites. Uh, right. Um, and then he, True Golden Girl. And, but, then, and then he follows it up I don't in 93 with Cliffhanger. No, I haven't seen that since a kid. But I don't yeah. remember that being a terrible movie, Stop My Mom Will Shoot. I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember it being pretty Was bad. Was it really bad? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember being pretty I hope we would cover it. Um, yeah. And then in 93, though, because it did make actually a little bit of money. Right. Uh, in 93, he does Cliffhanger, Demolition Man, which we covered in the show. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then it kind of, like I said, it falls apart again. Then he does Daylight, and he kind of, I mean, sorry, he does like Daylight and uh, Judge Dredd and yeah. all specialists. And, yep. But then he does Copland. Right. Then, but then it kind of falls apart again. You know, he just has. Until it, he reboots. It, yeah, he just has these peaks and valleys. Um, interesting career. Never been an actor like him before or since. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, a great, great, great career. Just a bizarre career. Strange. Be- it's because he straddles the line between doing the action and not. Yeah. Or he has to do, he's got to do the action with heart movies. Can he do straight? I mean, Copland is actually probably the best example of him just doing a dramatic role. Yeah. I think part of the problem with him is that he, like, this is a couple, it's two problems. People see him as an action star. They do. I think he wants to be a comedian. Yeah. 
and then he might be, but the funny thing is though, he's probably best as a dramatic actor. But the problem is that doesn't quite fit either puzzle piece. No, it doesn't. He can't really be a, I mean, Copland works, but he has to be, he's, uh, what else? I mean, Rocky's, I mean, the dramatic scene with him and Denny in the car is great. I know. I just mean what other, so Rocky's a dramatic film, of course. And he's, yes. he's, but it's, but it's still an action. He's, it's still coupled. Is he doing? Well, it becomes an action. Like it's kind of like this too. It eventually regresses to action. Like, it does. Rocky, Rocky Four is an action movie. Like it no does. question, right? Like Rocky One though is a drama. I guess so because this most is of the film is not this is an action fighting. movie for sure. Obviously, but it's a dr- action slash drama where like the next Rambo movies are just action. Exactly. Like they they always end up regressing to just being action movies. Right. Um, and then like you know like Copland is is a is a very good movie. That's a legit, it's a legit dramatic drama. role. So, but there aren't but too many of those. That's his. what I mean. It's like, I don't think he, he really does that. No, because no one will put him in one, and then he doesn't, I don't think he wants to but do it. He was like Sniper with, uh, what's her face? With, um, uh, was she in that? Wait, oh, he was with uh, Antonio Banderas. That, that's the Assassins. One? Assassins. Yeah. With sniper, not Sniper, right. That's sniper Tom, Tom Berenger. Berenger. Right. But that's that's, that's right. more that's, of a dramatic, that's not really, yeah, but it's also kind know. of a schlocky. Yeah, not very good. Junky movie, yeah. He doesn't really do a straight up, dramatic role no, besides Copeland. they don't see him as that. No. And they won't, just won't put but him But he makes it. his own but movies. But I don't think he seeks him out. No, he doesn't. He wanted to do Oscar. You know, yeah. he, he threw his weight around to do Oscar. Was that a musical? No. No, it wasn't a musical. It was, it's shot like a musical, but it's not a musical. Okay. I was trying to, yeah, it's for not some reason I think he doesn't, he doesn't sing in that? No. Okay, good. Oscar is like a farce. Is that the, the one, I thought he was in like the, He's please, sir. Can I like Oscar? Like he was in like a like what are those little hats? Isn't he in a? I don't know. What is he? I can't. Oscar he plays like a really rich guy. His daughter's getting married. Oh no! I okay. No recollection. Daughter is a is um. I'm sorry. The daughter's a no. Oh, was a was a terrible point. I think it's her Ornella. That's her Ornella Muti. Donna Michi's in it. Tim Curry. Oh, Marissa Tomei is in. Oh okay. Maybe Mr. Tomei. No recollection of that movie. But uh, this the Ornella the second lead in that it's it's. She's an Italian actress, but it's just hard because it's it's a comedy and the it's a it's a language. It's a very bizarre. Yeah. It's a terrible film. It's it's also like this really badly shot and everything. Worked in Spanglish though. Landis directed that by the way. Also. Oh, did he really? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a yeah. ridiculously bad movie. Okay, yeah. I um, I don't, know. I don't remember it. Uh, yeah, but he's he has to do if there's drama, he has to have he has to has action have action at the same time. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you know. I mean, you do. I guess with him. I guess you have to. It's what we've proven through just, whatever. 50 years of filmmaking. And now the Expendables. I mean, now what does he do? Yeah, we did, we did the two Rocky, he he did the two, I'm sorry, the two um, Creed movies. He did. Um, but he's not doing those anymore, apparently. Um, yeah, he does. He, well, I mean, now he's in his like 70s. Like he just kind of just does movies like yeah. straight to video or whatever. Like, All right, but Hall of Famer. Good oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the most unusual careers. Of any, and this is, a, and this is a huge, you know, probably second biggest role, right? Obviously, a second biggest role. Yeah, right? definitely. So, all right. Anything else with the uh, with this? Oh, with so yeah. So this is probably the second best Patreon movie we've covered. Um, the um, the best so? being Amadeus. You think there's a second best? Page? I'd have to go through the list. I mean, what else have we covered uh, that were the major Patreon ones? Um, oh, Princess Mononoke. Do we not cover? Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, probably then. Yeah. Spaceballs. Yeah, second best. I'm forgetting one or two here, but remember them not being very good. I think you're right. I feel like this is probably. The Are second. you saying they don't make the best choices? Yes. Our patrons. Exactly. <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Just come right out. Just hit it over the head, just yeah. like they did in uh, Rambo. 
There's nothing. Well, Mononoke was terrible. I really hated that. I don't movie. hate that. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there with you right now. The other ones, I don't hate. I just didn't really. Amadeus, like. you really liked. Amadeus, I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. This is second. I think that's probably correct. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think he redeemed Justin redeemed himself a little bit then. Good job. Chill set. Music. Anything else? Mickey. Tony Basil's Mickey. She didn't write it though, um, at all. I mean, probably maybe most people know this. I don't know, but uh, written by Mike Chapman and Nikki Chin originally, who wrote tons of hits, um, "Heart and Soul" by Huey Lewis, Blondie songs, "Rapture," Tina Turner song, "Simply the Best," uh, "Good to Me," but worked earlier in their career with um, who the hell's this band? They did here. It was Racy originally, Kitty. Always means you won't. Giving me the chills. Please, 1973, by the way. Kitty. Kitty. Hmm. And that's what Tony Basil is, actually. Tony Basil is a cover artist. She's not even a singer. She's a choreographer. Uh, she's actually not a bad singer. She's not a bad singer. No, she's but done she's a- not. But she's a choreographer. Yeah, she's a choreographer. Yeah. yeah she's done a lot more singing, though, than... Hmm. You'd think like yeah. first, uh, first season of SNL, she was on singing, uh, singing yeah. some sort of solo and some other stuff too. A couple albums. Um, I couldn't find this album on Spotify. Did you look? I, I, I you- did. I Spotify album music. I, I, neither of her, she had two albums and neither of them were on there. I had to listen to it, uh, on YouTube, all oh. of the songs from this album on YouTube. Couldn't find it anywhere. And streaming at least. The song was on Spotify, but it wasn't called Mickey. It was called Hey Mickey. So there's gotta be some sort of licensing. Oh, I watched weirdness. the video. Um, which is bizarre. It is. But which one? Did you troubling? The, which one? The oh, uh, troubling. I guess it's just scary. The uh, there were two video shops. Do you mean the, the, the one famous the one? Yeah, the famous one. Yeah, yeah. You thought it was troubling? Well, she's like forty years old. She doesn't look bad though. She looks uh, good. She looks thirty-eight. Oh, yeah, she looks. Doesn't look. She looks. She's a, obviously a very pretty woman. It's not yes. like that. It's more just like that looks weird. Oh, weird to have an adult in like a kid's scene. Yeah, it's like really heavily made up, like a, she like is. a baby doll. Yes. And um, that was more of the time though. Women, like I don't remember. Famous th- women dressed I mean, like I, that. Oh, God, I was two or three at the time. I don't remember too many 38-year-olds dressed as cheerleaders <laughs> heavily made up. No, no, I'm not saying that, but like the makeup, re- the bigger makeup was bigger and was, was like that. I think, it's a th- I think she's trying to be like a, like a baby, like a kid. Younger, yeah, not a kid, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's a really weird watch. Check it out for sure. The reason this song is number one, and the reason that this video is, uh, I'm sure Matt and I probably have seen it uh, ten thousand times. Yes, it was one of the very, 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 very first MTV videos when they had no videos. Oh, this was credited as the first like dance choreographed video ever. Yeah, for MTV. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, and it was like, but MTV only had like. <laughs> 10 videos yeah, for a while. have a lot. And like, they would just constantly show the yes. same videos. Like, so like this, like even like two years later, this was still in like a rotation. It was. Because like, they just had so few, and it was just back when it was only videos. Right. So like, this would play all the time. It really would. For years. Yes. And this video is terrible. I actually like the pyramid uh, in the beginning where they jump through the pyramid. I think uh, it looks pretty athletic and cool. I was like, it's oh, that's really neat. weird. Like her, f- I don't know. I find her to be, a little nightmare oh, fuel. 
Really? Yeah. Tony Basil? No, it's Basil. not even that. It's just like, I think it's, and anytime people like dress like younger, it's like that much younger. And like, that's pretty normal with pop stars though. I don't and know. I've ever seen too. anyone do this like this. Like, Maybe not as a cheerleader, but I'm saying like most, like if you look at people who are playing teenagers on TV or something, right, like they're the usually no crew or whatever. Yeah, they're adults. Like they're, they're yeah. younger playing. Yeah. You know. I know, but this is like a real, this is almost like a, like well, a, what is it? Is it it's sexual almost like, is that uh, why? Sopranos, like, uh, when uh, Junior has his hand caught and um, uh, he's like, you're flexing, you're flexing. Uh, it, it feels like she's flexing here. She's trying so hard to make it seem like she's young. It's like so, it's like almost like um, whatever happened to baby Jane. You're like, whoa, like Jesus, like we get it. You want to be an 18 year old. Yeah. And for this take this video. Like, I guess it's a costume. I don't, I don't look at it like that. Maybe it it's is. It's a terrifying costume. Didn't terrify me at all. Oh. Yeah. I guess I didn't think of it like that. Total nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. Maybe I'm more used to it. Yeah, I'm just used to seeing adults who are dressing down, like dressing dressing younger age or pop stars. She makes pop weird stars faces. There's some weird like Madonna movie. at 30 years old is dressing like a kid or like, I mean. Well, Madonna now is like, dresses like a kid and it's weird. It is, Obviously, well, it's, it's, weird it's Yeah, it's really yeah, disturbing now. 70. But like, this is, uh, like she does weird movements in it too. I think it is like total, like this is bizarro stuff. Really? I think it's, it's funny because she's a good choreographer. Like uh, the is. stuff she does in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is fantastic. I yes. love some of those dances. And she's uh, she does the Tom Hanks um. The one-hit wonder, uh, we covered it. Right, the, the wonders, yeah. Um, uh, that thing you do. Yes. Yep. She choreographed that, which has some really cool choreography very good. She did she, uh, Once in a Lifetime, the um, Talking Heads song. Yes. She choreographed, choreographed which that. Which is a weird movement in that, too. It's a weird one, but that. But he's but a weird he's guy. Weird. He's it, so weird with that's the big, fine. big fucking jacket shit. Yeah, or, you know. very strange. But, yes. but it's, but it's, it's kind perfect of a, for him. But this, I don't know, this, this was odd to me. You're not really explaining why, though. I guess, is it- It's a, creepy? Is it creepy because of, the, because of a sexual element, like kid in that way? Is that why? No, no. It's just like, uh, I said, it's like, whatever. It's like, why is whatever happened to baby Jane scary? It's because it's like this weird old lady dressing like a kid. It's fucking weird looking. And it's fucking terrifying. Um, yeah, I guess she's not, she doesn't look that old to me. Like, I didn't know that she was 38 here until I looked at her, you know, But you she knew she was in her thirties. I knew she, I didn't think she even looked in her thirties. Like oh. if, if someone said to me, oh, she's 28 here, I would have been like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, it's low death. I mean, she's wearing a Revlon counter on her face. Yes, but that is more normal for for early eighties. I don't remember people doing that. People wearing I know, big I know makeup, you're a little older than me. Giant but. hair, giant and, hair. Yes, I remember that. Big makeup, pigtails, and like. Have you ever watched any like Hughes Shoes? stuff? Well, no. Like like, like like Hughes stuff when they would make themselves up uh, at Hughes films for like oh, sixteen. Oh, John Hughes. Yeah, 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 like sixteen. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. I'm sure you have, right? Yeah, I don't. They didn't dress like this. Or I, any like. And a lot of, but like, a lot of those people were te- like Molly Ringwald was a teenager. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like the 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 appearance at the time was a lot bigger, big Not makeup, like big that. hair. Comp that face to anyone in a John Hughes movie. You know who you know who to compare it to? Who? Uh, Ed Rooney's secretary. <laughs> right. That's that's the comp. If you want to talk about makeup jobs in John Hughes movies, I don't know. I think it was way more uh, like even men with with giant make makeup jobs. Like you think of Flock of Seagulls or like uh, Duran Duran or something. They were all wear these. Uh, I I think that was more. More accepted in music videos too. Like they're doing this performance. This is before MTV. This video was made before MTV was a thing. A and B. She is obviously trying to be. There's some weird youthful thing going on with with her in this. It's a weird. It's a weird flex to do this here. It's very odd. Well, I'm not sure because I mean it's a huge hit video. So I mean whatever she did was right. Well, the 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 um I mean the song itself evokes cheerleader. Like it's a cheerleader right. chant. So yes. I can see. I can make the connection there. I can. I don't know. I don't know. If, hey, I want to look younger to. 
I don't know, impress people or to get guys to look oh, at Oh, I don't know why she's doing I mean, I, you're right. It is definitely a cheer. It's yeah. a cheer song. It's a right. cheer. Um, but, you know, did she have to, you know, I don't know. It's very strange. Well, then does it, okay, then does it play into it the sexually explicit nature of the of the lyrics too? Well, she claims that's not the case. Mm, she's, well, I'm not the, I mean. She says that's not what happened. No, here. like what well, the cut I just played, they, the lyrics are when you grab me in the who, like she's obviously, and she makes a motion with her hand. <laughs> like, mm, we know what you're talking about. No, there's, it's explicit. I, I think you're right. She backs off of it, though. Well, the anal sex part of it. Yes. Because they flip around the gender. She flips right. around the gender. And people are accusing her of that. And she's like, no. And actually, she goes on a rant about it. I was going to, maybe I won't read yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, that I'm like, ah, I was like, do I want to read? I think you should. No, no, you, no, you can't. No, you can't. You can find it. The music critic okay. basically gives her shit about that. And she responds, but in kind of a, in a very um, aggressive and aggressive, bizarrely and, aggressive and explicit way. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. You can find it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Explicit and aggressive. It's, it's weird, but no, the song is still explicit. Like the guys who wrote it did it in an explicit way. Like when you take me by the, who was ever going to know every time, uh, every time you move, I let a little more show. I mean, this it's explicit. So I wonder if that is also playing into the way that you feel about it, making you feel a little icky about it. What can I say? I think Tony Basil is an attractive woman. I'm not saying she's unattractive. And I don't, I don't mind her singing these lyrics to me. Hey, Maddie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I, I you don't I, think... Do you think that's part of it, though? Because the nature of the lyrics. I, is it, uh, I don't think so. Like, she legit looks scary as fuck. So, and I don't mean, like, scary like she's ugly. It means scary like you're, you're, you're something you're not. Like I said, it's very much like... It's just, it's the creep factor is I off. I never charts. felt this way about that. I wonder too, if it's also because when I experienced it, I was very young. When I was younger, time. I had no awareness. I mean, I was a little kid. So yeah. I don't remember really being, no, I remember just being cheerleaders. Yeah. But I was like four. Right. Like to watch it now, it's like, ugh, God, what I are you doing I here? I don't have the same feeling about it. Uh, sold millions of copies. Millions. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Do you like this song? I think it's okay. It's just there's not a lot there. I mean, once you get once you listen to it, it's so iconic too. Like you know it when you hear that. Like that's you. It's Mickey. Anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I don't think it's a bad song. I agree. I with think you. it's neat. But it's, okay. it's like we don't need to like. Yeah, we don't ever need to hear it again. I mean, it's no, just, it's just like we heard it a million times, and there really isn't much to it. It's the that chorus. Oh, Mickey, and the hey, Mickey, that part. It, those two yeah. parts, and that's it. It's really. Not a lot going on. The ending is kind of angry. It's guys like you, Mickey. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, she's like, pushing Whoa, back. All right. It's that anal sex again. She's just pushing back against it. You don't really hear the name Mickey anymore, huh? Thought about that too. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Dolan's, which yeah. was the, you know. So the original, original song was titled Kitty, of course. So why did she change it to Mickey? I mean, yeah. she, changed it, she changed it to, uh, to you know, female, male. I, I don't know why she didn't just stay. Kitty? Yeah, I don't know why she didn't just stay Kitty. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Kitty's weird. It wouldn't be weird. Kitty is weird. A British band. I think maybe yeah. that maybe that's why it's a little bit different. But been Johnny. That doesn't quite work. You need the k thick. Yeah, I think so. Or, or hard constant, the second yeah. second uh but you don't, you don't get any Mickey anymore. How many Mickeys do you know? I don't know any Mickeys. Is it short for Michael though at the time? Like Mickey Dolans, was he actually Mickey? I think he might have been Well Mickey was Mickey Mantle. And Mickey his name. Man that was his name. Mickey uh Mickey is the guy in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Remember that that's right. con? Uh, but you don't, you don't really know too many. I don't know any Mickeys. No. Should Mickey make a comeback? Or Mick. Like Mickey Mouse. I wonder if that's what killed it. Probably killed it. Or a cartoon. Because now everyone's calling you Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I mean, that's what did it. Mickey Mouse killed the name Mickey. Probably. 
Mickey Cochran was a uh, Detroit Tigers catcher. Was but he? Mickey Mantle, I think, was named after him. Was he really? Yeah. Mm. His dad was a huge baseball fan. But, like, yeah, I mean, Mickey, Mickey. Mantle, I mean, Christ, so he's born in the 30s. But in the 80s, there weren't a lot of... I guess no. Mickey Dolan's, but she would have known because she was on Mickey the Dolan's, head. Does it? Mickey Dolan spell his name differently. I thought it was M I S O. I could Maybe be you're right. You could be right. You could be right. I could be wrong. I, I don't remember. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. I bet. But she was on this. She was doing choreography and on and in the movie Head, right? Uh, which was the Jack Nicholson's movie. in that, by the way. That's right. Yeah. I like the monkey. Oh, we talked about it. you hate yeah, the monkeys because that, that girl, you, that, that, some girl in the lunchbox, that little girl, a little creepy girl. Book. Can we be friends? No, we can't be friends. I thought you like being polite. What happened to that? Grew into it. Yeah. Grew into politeness. No, she was just she was aggressive. She was a big Mickey fan. She was super, super aggressive with me. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just come up to a random guy and start talking about your love affair with the with the monkeys. Like you don't just you do, do that, that about Bob McFerrin all the time. I never do that. You brought it out of me. <laughs> Blackbird singing. Whatever happened to it? Don't worry, be happy. Well, you, you should have told your little self that when you were a kid. Hey, don't worry, be happy. You know? I wonder if I knew that was uh, no. It was not yet. Young. Yeah. Right, it wasn't. Out. I still, maybe maybe actually happened. That song came out. You changed. Changed. Became a better man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Blackbird>. <laughs> No, but Mickey Dole, I had, so she denied that she changed the song to Mickey because of his name. Right. Because I know she had a thing for him, which he's a funny looking guy too. She's a pretty girl and Mickey Dolan's a funny looking guy. Yeah, but think about like when she met, like he was a, by the time Head came out, they actually were almost like has-beens. Exactly. So like, but yeah, but you figured they're like, kind of. They had a bunch of hit records by that time. I mean, you could see, you know what I mean? You could see the, well, oh, this is know. like 12 years later. So I don't know. But, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. I don't so know. I don't know why she changed it, but she did. Not her song. She does a lot of... Mike Nesmith, the best monkey, by the way. Yes, absolutely. My, yes. Favorite, my favorite monkey. He's definitely the best. And then Mickey Dolan's might be next. No, I think I like Davey better, more than I like uh, Mickey Dolan's. So we're both down on Peter Tork? I think so. He's all right. I, didn't, I never liked the monkey. I didn't care. I liked that show a lot. You did? Yeah. Didn't... It just seemed like a ripoff then to me. Like I was watching, like, Yeah. Yeah, of course. I know, but I don't, that's why I didn't like it. It's different, though. It is more, it's just so, I mean, it's the same, but different. I know it's odd, but like, it's so absurd. It and, is. And the fact that it's like a TV show, I mean, Beatles never did anything quite like that, I no, guess. No, they didn't. But you're right. I mean, the whole time, that's what they're doing. I mean, watch it's part, so obvious. I watched part of that Beatles documentary, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't have the, I don't have the Disney Plus. What do you think? Um, I am underwhelmed. I think it's cool. The thing is, is it they're at least so I got through about 45 minutes of the first one. It's like six hours, right? Yeah. And that's, that's the problem for me. So, um, there it's all a rehearsal so yeah. you're you're seeing and it's cool that they captured this footage and they actually got the audio of them talking throughout this but it's a very intimate look at a rehearsal so they're sitting around the drum set they're practicing their songs but it's just the normal band banter that you would hear if you were watching like your buddy's band Dude, that rehearse. Sounds awful. and it's not very entertaining because i've just been in a million of those settings well, and yeah. yes, it's the Beatles, so it's kind of cool. You don't and have it's to be old. In you can be in none of those settings and think it's boring. Right. It doesn't. Maybe it goes somewhere later, but I was underwhelmed in the first 45 minutes, and I don't know that I'll go back to it. I mean, maybe if it picks up or there's some other stuff. The weird thing, though, is you've got Yoko Ono sitting next to John the entire time. And it's like, if if me and my friends are, or my band is together and we're annoying. like rehearsing and shit, I'd be like, like maybe your loved ones can meet you afterwards. It's like, hey, where, John, where why don't you do take a walk? <laughs> exactly. And she doesn't talk. Um, yes, I they read, don't I read one, one review said she was like a ghost. That's kind of like what she is. You see her smile from time to time, and you can see their rapport, but it's a very strange, like, it seems like they have a very strange relationship. He must have been a strange guy. Oh, you think? I mean, that's your takeaway from this fucking thing? No, but you don't really know. Like, I've, you hear him, but when he's, when you hear him in general, he's performing. Like, if he's at a new, if he's talking to the media or something, he's still in performance. You don't, I don't really know. Maybe they're, maybe I should. 
but I don't really have like the intimate inside look at, at Lennon. But this, this is just a very a casual place and a place that he's really comfortable. And their relationship is weird. She is just, she's kind of like a part of him. Um, it's very strange. I heard he doesn't paint McCartney in the best light. I think he looks, I think he, well, from what I've seen, I think he looks fine. I think he builds up George. George is, George is like, heard he's like a big downer. He is kind of, he's like filleting Clapton. Like, oh, you know, I wish I were Clapton. You know, I do all right type of thing. Like, oh, I'm learning some stuff, but he's taking it to a whole new level. And like, you know, he'd be able to solo and sing at the same time, that type of stuff. And I'm like, no, you're kind of, Clapton's all right, but like you're in, a, you're more innovative than he was. Like you're doing crazy shit. Yeah, you're not a big solo. You're not doing these crazy solos and shit. Neither was Clapton really some, uh, but you're more innovative doing these pretty guitar lines and and filling out space in such cool was ways. Was he just talking for Attaboys? Like, oh, I wish it was Clapton. I wish it was Clapton. Kind of, I don't know if he was really, I don't know. I don't know. I think he was kind I think he was down about it. And and Paul's like, no, you're, you're fucking, <sighs> you're, you're, you're awesome, George. Like, you know, he didn't say it like that, but he was, he was building him up. You're George Harrison. You should be proud of yourself type of thing. But I like that. No, at least in where I saw it, and I did not get bad. I actually, I would love to hang out with Paul McCartney if he's that way. I would love to sit down. He seemed like such a chill guy. They're just having maybe fun. you're like McCartney. I don't know. Maybe he is. He seems like a really nice guy. Really nice guy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's, I think he's the Beatle you're most similar to is McCartney. I just don't, it's tough because I don't like his soul stuff, but I don't like John's soul stuff either. I no. like, yeah. I like Harrison's soul no, stuff. No, I mean like personality wise. I think you're most like McCartney. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've never really experienced them like this before. So I guess that's neat, but it really is just banter. I don't know if I want to watch six hours of banter. I don't know either. I, 45 as, minutes. As, and people, I was like, as people listen to us banter about it. But. And you know, you know how I feel about music. Yeah. It's like, if I'm not into it, maybe people who don't have that. Yeah. Maybe you're just, people would be fascinated about how that works. Like they're working out. What do they work out? Um, they're working out some songs and, and that's kind of, I saw neat, like a but, two minute clip of how he comes up with, um, must be get back. Yeah. And um, like he's like he's strumming the guitar and he just yeah. actually finds it. It's just like I don't know. Let's play the fucking song. I've seen this. I've I've seen this exact same scenario where it's cool. Bands you can do it. What a talent! But like I don't really need to see the. I don't need to see how the sausage gets made. Exactly. Give Watching bands song. like figure out, you know, when it sounds bad, it's not the finished product. They're just like you know, you see you see like Lennon looking over and like trying to follow the chords and stuff. For yeah, actually, the other thing that struck me is Paul McCartney is a f- pretty fucking good bass player. Like he. He does it. You can hear it pretty clearly and he's singing and he's, he's pretty good. And then you see Paul McCartney play guitar and play piano. It's like, okay, this guy's legit. Like this, I mean, yeah. of course he's legit. He's a Beatle, but like you can't hide here. You can't hide yourself. Um, and so him as a, how old is he at this time? Late twenties at this time. Yeah. Like doing some pretty impressive stuff on a multiple instruments and singing is pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool find that they had, uh, they found Mark David Chapman playing keyboard. You also have these other Klingons, it's weird. like this, this guy, uh, they named him. Um, they named him. No, they, they showed, he was like the, I don't know what he was. He was like the, not the set director. He was something, but he's this big oafy looking guy with, um, shag hair and totally goofy out of place. Not cool. Like bringing them coffee and stuff. And he's just kind of standing around. It was, it was neat to what see. What an idiot. What a dummy. Huh? No, not, coffee. no, no, real jerk. No, no, not like that. But just like a kind of a Klingon side piece. Who's just hanging out there. It's kind of funny to say, you don't expect that. Like, Wait, this have sounds, an like, this sounds like a lot of laughs. And this didn't say it was. In fact, <laughs> I said, I don't know that I'm going to get back to it. I know. Uh, get back to I it. Oh my God. Watch. This is what, this is the talent it you're is. getting here, folks. Uh, two of us though. You see him working through that. I love that song. Yeah. I really like that album. No, it's a great album. Yeah. Uh, Abbey Road's amazing, but I don't know if I, I said, I don't care. It's, it is neat because of the perspective shift and the way they, 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 they 
um, Jackson. Like, sort of, you can see they restored the um, the film. Yeah. And the audio, like, where they got that the audio from? Because you could you see them talk. It's a little bit out of sync at some oh, spot, right, yeah. but you can. But it's there. Like how they isolated each person because it would have been a cacophony of like noise and stuff. But to isolate it was technically impressive to hear their voices and and um, how they made the narration really like. So there are spots where they had the audio linearly, but they didn't have the video. So, mm-hmm. but how they like put in different perspectives, even though they're, they're still in that space, maybe the, the, the visuals maybe not, not be like when that exactly happened, but it made sense with the audio of what was happening. You know what I mean? The yeah. audio was the linear and sometimes they would put in some of the other, like different views and stuff to make that all work. Pretty impressive. So you're telling how me to put it together. You're saying that Peter Jackson made something that was a technological marvel yes. that was also really fucking boring. I it's, can't believe it. It's kind of boring. Yeah. Amazing. Peter Jackson would do that. Even for someone who loves the Beatles and, you know, would be into that type of thing. It was just, yeah, just a so band. So you're done with it. You're done with Get Back. No, I'm no going to, I'm going to try to convince myself huh? to, to go back well, to let it. Let us know how, how it goes. Okay. Um, well, let us know when, uh, you know, Ringo farts or whatever the hell is going on. That fucking boring. That's fucking documentary. I think I give Ringo too hard of a time. Like he's great guy, right? Seems like a great guy. Not a bad drummer. Not flashy. Yeah. Not a bad drummer. Not bad, Omat. Not bad. There you go. That, that was your Ringo. Pretty huh? good, right? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. sorry. So sorry. what's your John? Not bad, Omat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> is that guy ever gone? The last thing I want to say about uh, <laughs> Tony Basil. I'll sign your record. Is uh, she did, uh, there's a bunch of covers on here too. There's Devo covers. And then... My favorite, she sucks on this. She she does a was Rock On. Do you remember that being done by Michael Damien in the 80s? Do you remember the song? Mm-hmm. The best version of the song is by uh, this guy named Essex from the early 70s. Such a cool song. Oh, yeah, of course. Michael Damien did a cover, and he was on a soap opera. He did a cover in the 80s. She covers this and fucking sucks, but this song rules. So neat and weird, the delays. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard all my life. I love the song. Yeah, it's good. I wonder which version you heard, if you heard that version or the 80s uh, Michael Damien version. Yeah, you've heard that one. I think so, too. 73, though. I think that's a that's really well made for 1973, but yeah. hard to do. That's it. Tony Basil. Nikki. Never, never, never talk to her. Never talk about her again. Never talk to her. Never talk to her again. Hopefully never see a video again. Terrifying. Maddie's oh. is good. I'm not a big fan. I don't know that I said it's good, but I think, I think, I think that's going to, I, I think you get, I don't think it's going to work well in your favor. I think people will also be creeped out. They might be. Yeah. I didn't, I think if it were in high def, I'd be kept, uh, I'd be freaked up because it's so lo-fi. But I don't something see we, it. Even like the, they're, um, let's see how like, I'm like, are they using a green screen? Are they using they're on, in the back? They're on a sound stage, I think. But they it's do all something, white. It's all, but there's the, the border around them is like, it moves. It's not like mm. they're, it's almost like a bad green screen or something like that. And yeah. then I think mean, because they have like that heart that flies around. Yeah. So there's something going on with uh, some special effects of, of 1981 that aren't that special. But it, but it's weird because it almost makes them seem like they're like apparitions. It's very yeah, they're, weird. Yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. It is a, that's a little strange. But um, it doesn't creep me out like it does you, but that's mm. okay. Um, I think that's it. What else have we got? Tony Basil. Basil? I don't know. Is it Basil Still or Basil? Still alive. Yeah, she's uh, 78 or something. Yeah, she, I mean, she just did um, choreographed uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So she did. Yeah. Done a bunch of stuff. Her Wikipedia page, I will say, it was written like, I don't know, Tony Basil wrote it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it maybe. was like, it is 
It is like Tony Basil propaganda. Yeah, but she's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, but someone who wrote that is very close to Tony Basil. Seems it. It's like a bizarre. It's like a fan page. It's very strange. Well, then why would they portray her so weird with that quote from the the like the? That, little... I think that was on the Mickey page, actually. Oh, was it really? The, the quote you're talking about was not on her page. Maybe it was, it was, on was the song page. It her page is like. Tony Basil is an, is the greatest person who's ever walked the face of the earth. It is longer than you. Tony Basil, I don't know if you know this. She actually walked on the moon. Oh, she yeah, did. Uh, uh, yeah, a little. Part. She didn't get back as well. Oh, but it's like it's like it's, it is a bizarre. It's like her whole biography. Yeah, there's a lot there. It's like the Halberstam version. It's like 900 yeah. pages. You wouldn't expect that from 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 about Tony. Her. Uh, one hit right. wonder, right? It's very right. odd. Yeah, it's not as when people cover one hit wonder and there's like there's like a paragraph and a yeah, half. And I got to like go dig into like old Rolling Stone articles. I mean, everything I read could have been made up, actually. It's all, it all could just be no, I think Basil, she actually, she Basil did, Ganda. I think she was actually really respected in the industry. Mm. She worked with a well, lot of people. So her, her page said. Exactly. Yeah, but she <laughs> works with a lot of people. I mean, she, I think, she, she choreographed, like, her entire uh, David Bowie's, uh, I don't know, 1983, 1984 uh, concert. Like, did you tour. read the word about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though? I read just, a, I did see it. So but she's like, I choreographed it. And she's like, and then it was like, Tarantino, I was impressed. Oh, yes. How much Tarantino knew about me. And what my previous work, yes, as well as his knowledge of the time period. Of but her first thing dance. was like how he knew all of Tony Basil's like library. But wouldn't he though? Oh, I mean, whatever. Why would you like? It's a weird. It's I like, think you're right. Not very humble. Tony ba Tony Basil not humble. Well, maybe that's not her fault. Maybe it was someone close to her. Did it. Maybe she doesn't Tony even know it. <laughs> I've never seen a fan of well, since Bobby McFerrin <laughs> or Jeff Picaro. I just think the you're attacking her for of, some. Uh, no, you're calling her creepy. I think she's a pretty lady. She, I think she's talented. She's a pretty lady, yes. I think sure. she's talented. She, her voice is okay for one, one hit wonder. Better voice than Liz Fair, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's not fair. Fair. It's not oh, fair. Oh, you did it too. Uh, no, but that's not a fair. I'll get back to you about that. It's not a fair comp, though. You don't think so? No, because, I mean, Liz Fair's strength is her songwriting. Yes. Tony Basil's wow. strength is she's a choreographer. That's right. You're right. No, she's not a good songwriter. She doesn't write songs. She does a bunch she of covers. She literally like, ripped the song off this other band. Well, her, the produ yes, the producer worked with her and was like, hey, take this one. Do Mickey. Yeah, steal a song. Not steal. It's not stolen. I mean, yeah. it's not. I mean, it's the, the producer who actually wrote it as well. No, not, no. Her music is not creative. All she does is cover. She does Devo cover, which is very strange. If you're her, yeah, I agree. You're not like you're not you're doing this teeny bopper song, and you're gonna do Devo covers. I might also explain why her career immediately went in the toilet after this song. Oh yeah, I mean it hit hit number one and then goodbye. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, except for with because of you know MTV playing it ad nauseum, right? When we were kids, uh, and then also you know in a bunch of movies and type of that's uh, so iconic, such an iconic song, such an iconic kind of nothing song. It's very strange. I'm Dina Blackwood, and that was Tony Basil's <laughs> Mickey. <laughs> That's funny for like the three people that listen to Sirius XM or remember any fucking Tony Basil. Um, anything else with uh? Can we? Oh, I'm trying to watch Monday Night Football, and you're talking my ear off. Now we got into the get that the get back thing was my fault. Oh yes, is the game starting right? It's already started. No, I think it's start. Oh, maybe eight fifteen. Eight twenty. Yeah. That is fine. I don't care. It's look at you watching football like a. I like the Patriots. I know. Oh, it was only last year that I didn't. Now I'm back. It was a COVID. Everybody was depressed. You were depressed. They're going to take your own life. Sure, I wish I did. Uh, I don't think I'd only. No, in the wintertime, you were rough. I lost January, my job. February. I'm just saying you were rough. I didn't say you didn't have reasons. It wasn't January, February. It was, uh, it was May, actually. Um, you had a rough time in the winter, too. I, it just, I just don't like. No, I don't like, no that's just me being grumpy. Uh, but it doesn't affect me watching football, though. It doesn't really change my football habits, though. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying it was a darker time for all of us. I, I left football for a year. I'm back. <laughs> Strange. 
thing. Like football, like like should be fun. It should be a thing to like, you know what I mean? It should be a. It's a strange thing to leave a fun thing. You don't you want to do something that wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for me anymore. Tom Brady. It's almost like because they weren't good, you didn't watch. No, I didn't. I didn't watch the first game. I didn't even watch. I didn't from Jump Street. I didn't watch any. Right. Yeah. But now you're all in on Mac Jones. I think he's good. I. I mean, you know, I'm a little bit hesitant. I'm not gonna christen him the second coming Mm -hmm. or anything. I mean, he's a rookie. People are gonna hear this on Wednesday. It's Monday night. The game is starting. They win. Score prediction. uh, they win. It's close. They win by uh, three points. I don't know. Uh, it's actually a lot of wind tonight. A lot of wind. That, the problem is the weather. Yes. I think it's low scoring, maybe 24-21, something like that. And Patriots 24-21. I think they win. I'm going to say Bill 17, Pats 6. They missed the extra point. 17, that's a bigger gap. That's really strange. 17-6. 11 points. I don't think so. I bet. I bet, I bet the Bills. Uh, they might. They're in Buffalo. Home field I advantage. The Bills minus. No, I think I bet the money on it, actually. It was two and a half. I, I got nervous. So there we go. So Okay. But you do think it's a, I did 11 bet on point. I put money on Buffalo. 11 point victory by. Yeah. Buffalo. We'll, we'll see. It's pretty good in my head. But, it I, could but, be. I, but I also avoided the spread. So it could I'm happen. Shit, right? I mean, I, but Mac, I'm saying the Bills are going to win. If Mac Jones plays a bad game, I mean, if he. A couple picks, like or the defense doesn't show up like they have the last six games, then they're they're in trouble. So you're saying you're, this is? I do think it's twenty four twenty one. Well, I'm sure I get this in the record though, because this is a, this is a good one. I like this. So you're saying that if the defense doesn't play well and the quarterback is, <laughs> doesn't do well, the pass will lose. I'm just it's saying. Pretty high take. Yeah, thank you, thank you. All right, see, this is the kind of stuff you get from Quantum. That's week. right. It's, it's not just music. It's not analysis. just movies. Carano's football. <laughs> I, want, I want your football take every week. Is that possible? I think I've been more right on football than you have. No, you have. You said one thing that was right about Matt Stafford. Yeah. You say crazy right. shit. All, you thought Eli Manning was a quarterback of the Giants. You don't know any of that's going on. You're, not I, this year, I didn't think that. <laughs> Last year, I was like, hey, is he retired yet? But I didn't watch football. He, did, he retired the year before. I didn't watch football last year. I'm back. Back, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm back. All, All right. right. That's it. See ya. All right, bye.